0: Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to another podcast uh, with with Leading from Alignment. I love that name, John. Where did that name come from, by the way, Leading from Alignment?
1: Uh, really, Jim, it came from our experience with uh, working with leaders and their organizations and learning that um, a lack of alignment was causing a lot of uh, distress, a lot of pain yeah. in their personal life and in their professional life. And we thought many years ago, we had this idea that if we could help leaders get aligned in several key areas right that they get healthier
0: yeah
1: and that the healthier they got the 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 better chance they had at reaching their full
0: potential so that was really the genesis yeah. of the name of the, the so you're, you're kind of the christian chiropractor the in uh in a way yes uh, yeah because i mean you ever thrown your back out you know how painful and debilitating that can Correct. be you ever had one staff member or one issue with your senior pastor you realize how debilitating that can be. And that's what we're talking about today. We, our last podcast, uh, number 19, we talked about what a senior pastor needs from his staff. And today we're gonna flip the script and really talk to the senior pastor about what his staff needs. Correct. And uh, I'm looking forward to this because I, I, so many of my staff members, I hate to say this, but they're from a completely different generation. I right. I, I, was raised in a certain style era. You know, I, I, I remember hems and ties and, and a lot of these guys in their 20s and early 30s, they never knew that. It's always right. been Hillsong and Bethel and blue jeans and yeah. ball caps, and uh, it, it's really, there's really been a shift. And so there is a need uh, for people from the outside of that dynamic to speak to both sides. Mm-hmm. So what is it the senior pastors, old guys, people like in their 40s and 50s <laughs> and 60s need to know about these millennials and, and just basically their staff, whatever age they are? So if I could uh, uh,
1: pitch it this way, Jim, I think the staff needs their lead pastor to answer five questions for them, and I'm going to just uh, say them real quick, and then we'll dive into each one. Please. How about that? Yeah. Uh, they need the answer to these questions. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Where?
0: What? When? And how? Perfect. Yeah. It, it What's funny is I I can almost fill in the rest, like knowing those questions. I. If I know the answers to those questions in my marriage, if I know the question of those, you know, the answer to those questions in my family, in my business dealings. But man, especially in a church, we, we ask for submission, but we don't even know what the mission is. Right. So this is what staffs are saying: make it clear so right. I know what we're valuing and measuring. And yeah, go on. So why is greater than what? What, what do you? What do you? What do you? Uh, right. <laughs> what we're do we're you gonna think? talk about that in just a minute. I got really? a little,
1: yeah, I got a little uh, note in there. For... Um, so the the first question is. Answering the why question, and I think that question speaks to mission. Yeah. Why do we exist? You know, why do we roll out of bed every yeah. morning? Our, our Converge Coaching's mission is very simple. It's to help leaders lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And so, when I feel tired or discouraged, I come back to that God-given why, yeah. that, that sense of mission, and I, and I find new energy there. Um, and my team finds new energy when I can speak, uh, eloquently to that yeah. and passionately to the why, you know, Jim, you wrote a
0: book Yeah, on this subject. <laughs> I was kidding you, earlier, but yeah, you tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I, it's called why is greater than what, and really it's based on, um, how we do life here, uh, with, with helping people find their pat their, their purpose through asking them what's your passion, what's your pain and what's your proficiency drawing three circles that overlap kind of like the Olympic flag would have circles that overlap If you overlap three circles, there's a sweet spot that kind of emerges in the middle, and we try to help people, you know, realize why they're created. And so once you know why you're here, then the what and the where and all those things can really be filled in accurately. But if not, if you don't know your why... Everything else is an imitation of something else that might have worked for someone else. That's right. It's a it's, phenomenal book, Jim. Oh, good. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, where, can, where can people get that book if they?
0: Uh, like my to... mom; she bought all the copies. No <laughs> okay. one else did. So, <laughs> how about we make them available through you? I, I think it's available on Amazon. Yeah, uh, I've got copies. Do you, you have you have e copies uh, of that e books? We so, do. Yeah, yeah. We, that, that's available in e books So beautiful. If you want it, then uh, talk to talk to John, and and we'll get you a copy. And it's uh, it is it's been the basis of how we. We, as soon as you get saved, we say, okay, what'd you get saved from? And they tell us for testimony. Then we ask them the question, what do you think you're saved for? Mm. What's what's the purpose? Because yeah. a, a Christianity that tells you what to do and what not to do, but doesn't, doesn't tell you your purpose, doesn't yeah. help, doesn't release you in meaningful ways to change, you know, circumstances and people's lives. It's uh that's going to get old pretty quick. Right. So I quit smoking and chewing and running with girls that do, but that doesn't seem to be satisfying my soul. Yeah and uh, so we, we try to get people engaged in their purpose as quickly as possible
1: so that first question is so important for a lead to answer yeah for his team yep. it's, it's why why yeah here's the second one it's where yeah and that question speaks to vision where you know where exactly are we heading as a, a as an organization and what's the destination i think yep. a vision is destination yeah um my friend Jeff Harlow says this where there is no vision people run wild.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> I think that's true. Yeah, Proverbs 29:18 says the same thing where there's no vision people, people cast off restraint. They they don't know what they're doing. They trip all over themselves. Eugene Peterson translates it that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. So, Converge Coaching's vision just as
1: an example is to influence 25,000 leaders yeah. by 2025. Yeah. There's there's no ambiguity about yeah. the destination. Yeah. Uh what the target is, what the deadline is. And if you're a lead pastor, your staff needs to know the answer to the where question. Yeah. Vision is very energizing, uh, just as mission is. It's very motivating, but I've learned this, that uh, about every 90 days, it seems to get fuzzy. Mm-hmm. It's not. Andy Stanley says, vision isn't very adhesive. I like yeah. that, Yeah, that statement. And so part of my role mm-hmm. as a lead pastor is to is to keep that vision fresh and clear, that destination in front of yeah. my team.
0: Yeah. And I, and I think, too, of something that we say, oh, we we say this every week, and we say this so often, people are going to get tired of it. My experience, John, is about the time I'm tired of it, they're just starting to get it. Correct. It's just starting to enter into their culture. I'm there every Sunday, but the average person's not. Yes. Um, I preach on it, you know, once a month, twice a month, you know, for weeks on end, whatever. And I, about the time I I feel like, man, they must be tired of it. Then I'm getting all the testimonies. I just got it. Yeah. It's starting to make sense. Like, really? We, we're we moving on to the next thing, and you're just mm-hmm. not getting it. So, But, yeah, understanding... You know what is a win you know what, what are we valuing here where right. are we going everybody needs that otherwise how do i know if we're succeeding or not absolutely
1: um here's the third question i think lead pastors need to answer for their staff and that is the question of what yeah and 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 that question really speaks to two things in my mind jim uh to strategy and outcomes mm-hmm. um, let's talk about strategy first okay yeah. so I, I think strategy is just a map it's, yeah. a, it's a road map <laughs> that leads us to our destination. You know, we use maps now. We use electronic maps most of the time now to get where we're going. Yeah. Um, and I, I look at, uh, we call it a playbook in uh, Converge Coaching, yeah. uh, but it's the same deal. It's a, it's a strategy. It's a simple playbook. It's like a three to four step playbook that we run to move the ball down the field toward our vision.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and it's a way of looking at what are the, what's the journey I want to take somebody on? Right. You know, Joe Fenton, yeah. You know, Joe Washington Township. What's the yeah. journey I want to take that person on? That's my playbook, right? I right. want to take them down this pathway and the, the playbook. So, so we have to help our team. We got to get clear on that, right? But right. man, our team really needs to understand yeah. here's the three or four plays we're going
0: to run. Right. Right. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These are the things we value over and over and over again. This is who we're trying to reach. This is how we're going to do it over and over and over again. Yes, Yeah.
1: And then uh, I think of what, in secondarily, in terms of outcomes. Now, we've talked about outcomes, I think, a little bit before, Jim. But it's simply this. Here's the, here's the question your staff is asking, whether you know it or not. What are you actually wanting me to do? <laughs>
0: Are you talking about like a job description? Like I have to could, show up at this time, it, it, well, and I have to. I, I, I'm responsible for the youth of the church and programs. That's, that's or, more generic, you know. Yeah. I think
1: I think a ministry description is is good and needed, but I'm talking about here's you know here's three things I want you to get done this year. Yeah. Right. Or here's five things I want you to get done this year. And they, obviously, they have to be you know semi sizable. Yeah. Uh, goals or outcomes, but being very clear, you know, what do you want out of your team? Yeah.
0: Uh, is that in writing? Yeah.
1: Um, do they have a copy of it? Right.
0: Are, uh, you, are you coming back to it on a regular basis? Because these are my goals, and three months later, no. you know, they, right. they throw away the paper.
1: Every month. Yeah. One-on-one. So when I was a campus pastor a few years ago, um, we met with our team leads once a month. Yeah. And part of that conversation, hour-and-a-half conversation, once a month, one-on-one, was how are you doing on your commitments? Yeah. Yeah. How far along are you? Where are you running into a wall? We kept that in front of them every month. We didn't yeah. want them to forget.
0: Now you just used a word. I, 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 w- I thought your sentence was going to say goals. You used the word commitments. How are you doing on your commitments yeah. versus on your goals? What's, what's the difference in your mind between a commitment and, and a goal? Wow because that, I like that better. A, a goal is, is sometimes numerical or something, whereas well, a commitment is a, I'm doing it every day, not trying to achieve that final day where that number pops up on the here's, screen.
1: Here's why I think about it. I, I don't think goals are bad, but sometimes when I hear the word goal, I think uh, it has a connotation I'm gonna try. Yeah. Commitment is I w- I'm committing to right. execute this. I I'm agree.
0: committing to do this. I think it's stronger. I think commitment's a stronger word. I think it's stronger and it's more regular, right? It's yeah. A, if I have a commitment to winning souls, it's different than I have a goal of leading five people to Jesus this year, right? You, you know, what I mean, there it might even remove the number, if you will, as the goal, when you make a commitment to being a personal evangelist or being, you know, mindful of the lost, right? Or giving the missions or, you know, I guess th- like I, I think goals are important, but I like. I like when you said that. My mind just kind of clicked. Like this mm. is a daily commitment, yes. not an annual goal. They're, they're, you can't get your annual goals without daily commitments. That's so, absolutely right. Yeah, that's good. That's a good word. So, so that's part of
1: the what question. And yeah. and, and Jim, if I could just say one more thing about that. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if I've seen more frustration from lead pastors about this. Mm-hmm. Um, they say my guys aren't working hard enough. They're not. They're mm-hmm. not at the office hard enough. And I say time out. Yeah do you want to be a clock manager (laughs) really do you want to be a clock manager i don't think you do yeah i think what you're really looking for are outcomes right manage the outcomes and the clock will take care of itself yeah yeah and and so it's it's reorienting these lead pastors to ask to answer the questions that their staff is really asking and i think the what question is a is a a big question. Beautiful staff members ask. So our
0: time's starting to get away from us. Yep. You, get, you got a couple more here. I do. Here's the next one,
1: and that is when. And that question speaks to deadlines. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, Jim, we let we let um, people get away with murder in church when it comes to deadlines. Yeah. Uh, if if uh, we <laughs> behaved in terms of deadlines the, uh, in the in the business world the way we did in, in church, we would all be fired. I think. Yeah. Uh, many many times. So. Staff members need their lead pastor, or maybe they're, they don't report to their lead pastor. They report to somebody yeah, else. Whoever it is, whoever yeah. it is, yeah. that person needs to give that staff member a clear deadline yeah. for their outcomes. Yep. An outcome without a due date is destined uh, to be late. Yeah. And and you know, think about it. If if a due date isn't there, if there's no teeth to when that due, if that due yeah. date isn't hit, what I mean, what do you think happens to the momentum of a church, Jim, when, yeah. when that's happening across
0: the board on a staff? Yeah. I, I think we sing the same songs. We preach the same sermons. We do the mm-hmm. same thing this year that we did last year, and we can't figure out why it's not working. Right. And it's because we didn't Yeah, we, we didn't do the work that we're called to do. Do you think that it really impacts momentum? I think it totally impacts momentum. Yeah. yeah. I think people know when we're phoning it in. Yeah. I think people know when we're, we're preaching the same series we preached five years ago. Yeah. I think people understand when our, our youth ministry does the exact same thing or, you know, looks to someone else, the, an outside speaker or a camp or a convention to create a youth ministry. But there's the, the least whisper of snow and we cancel service because, you know what I mean? I, I mm. think I think people know that. People can feel when someone's passionate about uh, what they're doing and, and they want to be a part of a winning team. So how do you know if you're winning if you don't have deadlines, if you yep. don't, if it, there's a clear explanation of what the win is and how we're going to get there and. Right. Yeah. And, w- and when we expect it. Yeah. Yeah, right. And when we expect it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And we got one last one, don't we? Yeah. And here's
1: the last question, Jim, and that's how. Yeah. And that question speaks to values. Um, you know, on my way up here today, I hit a, I hit a rumble strip on the freeway. Yeah. And uh, I think we've all done that, right? Where, uh, And what happens when you hit a rumble strip, Jim? What do you do? I, I, I adjust my uh, course. And that's like reflexive, right? You don't even yeah. think about it. It's just right. you automatically... Uh, course correct. And it's
0: embarrassing because everybody for five cars around me knows that I just went
1: off the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think core values are the behavioral rumble strips hmm. of an organization. Yeah. You know, they describe the way we're going to behave on our way to the destination. Yeah. They, they describe how we're going to behave uh, when we are working toward getting the right outcomes. Yeah, that's
0: good. Yeah, that's good. They're
1: the are the behavioral hills we're going to die on. Yeah, as an organization, we're going to get to this destination, but we are ne- we're here's how we're going to behave uh, uh,
0: with each other.
1: Yeah, as we do this,
0: right. Um, that's good. A Friend of mine from Arkansas, I was asking him about some staff situation. I said, "What do you think?" And as only as somebody from the South can say, he goes, "Well, for every mile of road, there's two miles of ditch." Mm-hmm. You know, he said, "Listen, just just know where the ditches are." and and you're on the road. And I, same thing with rumble strips. Like for every, there there is a boundary on either side of good behavior called bad behavior. Right. right? And knowing what those are. And in your culture, I, let me ask you this one. We, we're trying to do it here as a staff. Instead of me or <clears> or those that are in senior management, if you will, leading others saying, hey, you're getting too close to the edge. We're asking everybody to be open about what they see in each other and trying yeah. to create a culture where the uh, one of our students in our ministry program could approach me and say, I'm a little concerned of what I see in your life. Like yeah. do you, do you think that's healthy for an organization to have complete accountability, for, you know, through all the layers? I want to say yes. In a healthy situation, that, I think it's good. Uh, you
1: know, as long as the attitude is okay, right, you know, right, that right. Uh, we talked about humility, I think uh in the last uh, yeah. in the last pod, right? <laughs> So as long as there's humility attached to that, yeah, I yeah. think we
0: hold each other accountable. I did a funeral the other day, and one of our ministry students said, "You need to iron that shirt before you wear it again." Mm. <laughs> and I thought, "You little snot! And I, never mind. I asked for this, <laughs> and you're right. I did not iron yeah. the shirt. I just thought I'd keep my button, you know, buttoned up, and no one would notice." But he said, "You don't. You don't look appropriate for a funeral."
1: And and I know there's a lot of talk about values. Core values are yeah. it's kind of a buzz phrase, you know. Yeah, yeah. But Jim, I I don't think people will lend you credibility if you don't identify values. Yeah. And then those, those really are what you hold each other to. Yeah. We will not go outside of these rumble strips. Yeah. This is how we're going to behave. Um, If we don't get to our destination, but we what but we stay within our values okay I'll be disappointed yeah but I'll be more disappointed if we got to our destination and we were cutting corners right on the way to it so so how how am I supposed to behave yeah. as a staff member we need lead pastors need to answer that question yeah.
0: and I, I would say too because you and I again have both been on staffs, when our pastors did that for us they they described to us who what when where' why they it was such a liberating thing because now I know, I, I know what the win is. Yeah. I know how to um, make the vision come to pass. I know how to make my senior leader happy. I know how to make peace in the world, and, and I and I. It also sets me up. I know what doesn't. I know it's mm. not the heart of the house. Right. I know when I'm in rebellion. I've I've had great people because we didn't communicate well, do what they thought they should do, and did exactly what they shouldn't have done. Mm. But and then you have to go after someone who just did something they thought was great and discipline them or correct them. Right. It's so like be be open people should know what you value right and what the win is that's awesome so that was our 20th one john yeah you believe that i can't believe it that's great tell us about 21 like what's coming up next
1: so uh our our next pod is uh, this how to know if burnout
0: is nearby yeah and what to do about it this is a recurring theme yeah I, and, and i can i just say i last time we talked something about burnout um I, I had just scheduled a, a month that I should not have scheduled. And, and I, I'm, I'm heading into this one more confident. I think I'm, I think I might be better off with this one next week than I am in the past. So I guess what I'm saying is we do need to hear this over and over again, don't yeah. we? This is yes. not, a, I know not to burn out. Like we don't know not to burn out. It's, I don't know how not to be lazy until laziness causes me pain. I don't know how not to burn out until until I feel the numbness of my soul creeping up on mm. me because of burnout. I, I there's those rumble strips again. Right. Yeah. We have gotta be consistently talking about pressing the limits, but knowing what those limits are. Right. And backing off. On so that. we'll talk about some signs
1: to be watching for.
0: Yeah. That'll tip you off. Right on. That hey,
1: I'm heading I'm heading toward
0: burnout. And can I also say, as you share those, we need people around us, like, like the the whole staff that listens to this. Like, you need to, you need to. This needs to become language. I think so. so. Before we go today, we just want to say hi to everybody out in Montana. Um, John has ministry in Montana on a regular basis, and we love the Montanan people. Such a, such a great group and have been so uh, encouraging to the ministry through the years. So welcome everybody out in Montana and Michigan. And I know we have some listeners in Boise, Idaho and Napa, Idaho. Yeah. and. Certainly all over the district and and from all sorts of different denominations, John, Converge Coaching is making a a, a difference, and we're so grateful. And again, I I always like to say, how can we get a hold of you? If something was triggered in our hearts, we want to talk more about it, how do we get a hold of you?
1: Best two ways is to email me directly, john at convergecoach.com, or you go to convergecoach.com website and click on the contact uh, button. Yeah. and
0: start a conversation with us love it Love it. thank you so much and we look forward to number 21 coming up next week in the meantime know that we're cheering for you praying for you believing in god's dreams for your life and uh, we're going to he- be here to help you lead from a line